What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Crystal. You're listening to The Real Deal Podcast, Mind the Gap Edition. So today, guys, I have a very, very, very special guest on the show. As promised, I am going to do more interviews in 2024. Um, And so to start 2024 off with this interview means the world to me. Um, Because if you guys have listened to my last episodes, you know that my mom means everything to me. And she's a single mom. You know, I saw her struggle. But then now, you know, she owns two houses and, you know, has the car of her dreams. So definitely have a soft spot for mothers in general. So I have a special treat for you guys today. We have on the show Miss Cecilia, who is a first time published author. Her book is called Motherhood. And she is going to tell us a little bit about herself, her story, her background, and all about the book. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. Cecilia, if you don't mind introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and a little bit about the book. Thank you so much for having me. That was a great intro, by the way. Good job. That was (laughs) great. I've never been introduced (laughs) like that. So uh, my name is Cecilia Skeet. I am a first-time published author. I am also a single mom. My book is Welcome to the Hood Motherhood. And so it's just an intro into this crazy gang that we got brought into as being a mom. Um, feels like we get jumped in most of the time, but that's not really how it is. You just are yeah. getting beat up trying to figure <laughs> out how to raise children. But I, um, I come from Tacoma, Washington, born and raised out in Washington, West Coast. And I moved here to Las Vegas about 17 years ago, where I raised my children by myself, um, with no family, no friends. And I just had to figure it out. In my book, I reference, um, I had only back then, and I'm about to age myself, is back then we only had GPS just (laughs) became a thing. And it was like green screen, and you had to figure out how to use it, like using T9, you know, texting to put in your directions. Or print out MapQuest because MapQuest also just came out. So um, I just. And you don't even look that old. That's crazy. (laughs) I am. I am. So so just being here and alone and figuring things out as a mom, um, I've definitely been through a lot. I come from the village raises, raises the family. So I had a grandma who had tons of children and their children had children young. And so everybody just kind of lived very closely or together. And grandma and aunts and uncles all helped raise us all. We were all raised like siblings. So to come from that to raising my kids completely alone with no, the only aunts and uncles they have would be people that come and visit or, you know, best friends that become family. Um, they get to see their, their my family only when we would travel to go back home and visit. Um, it's really different. It's really, really different. So yeah. I definitely come from the village raised the family and had to change things up from what I know to not having that help. And just making sure that I raise kids to be kind humans, kind, good people. Yeah. Um, and how many kids do you have? I have three. Nice. I have three. I have a 20-year-old who's graduating college this year. I have an 18-year-old. <laughs> it's crazy to even say that I have adult children. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I'm still 26, right? So yeah. I have a 18-year-old that's graduating high school and a 10-year-old that's going to go to sixth grade next year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations crazy. to thank you. The first one graduating. That's awesome. Thank I know you. that's no easy feat. 
I, uh, so I went to college too and I graduated in 2020 and nice. I didn't want to go. I went because my mom was like, you're going, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. I have one kid that is, um, one of them says he want to go, but I, I don't really think he does, but yeah, yes, we're in the middle of that right now. So we'll see what, he, what school he decides on. It'll probably be right here in state in my house. It took my mom a lot for me to go, but I graduated. But I you did. did it. But you did it. And then, yeah. And I'm glad you did it now so that later in life, she probably was saving you from that later in life when you're dreading to go back and mm-hmm. got to pay a lot more monies to go, <laughs> to go. Yeah. So. It was definitely for my benefit. Like, I'm, I'm grateful that happened. But mm-hmm. um, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the book, right? Because that's what this show is about. It just dropped. Yes. Um, and so it just released. And I kind of wanted to know, what was the inspiration behind the book? Like, why write a book? So, that's funny you said that. Um, (laughs) I wrote this book literally with no intentions of it getting even pre-sale to where it is now. I wrote the book because I constantly got asked, how do you do it? Or what happened in your house this weekend? Because my house is chaotic. When I tell you I have the most interesting children, they are—they have interesting outlooks on life. Um, they've done crazy things that I didn't see other people's kids doing. <laughs> so um, people would always come to me like at work or my friends would ask me like, they'd want to hear kind of what's going on in my house or how did I handle that? They would call me like, I know you went through this with your kid. How did you handle it? Or, you know, do you have any tips or just, you know, bouncing things off of me or just having candid conversations about being a parent. Um, But it got to a point really like at work, people were stopping by like, so how was the kids weekend this weekend? I'm like, well, did you know they locked me out of my house? Or like, you know, things like that would happen. And, um, or just my kids say crazy things. Also, I have I feel like I have highly intelligent kids where they didn't get that from me. I'm gonna say <laughs> they're highly yeah. intelligent. They're highly intelligent. I don't know where I don't know where they come up with these things that they say back to me, and it's not it's just not normal things. Like so, I decided to start writing in twenty about 2018, 2019, We had gone through a few changes in my household. Um, me and my kids definitely battled health issues, and so. At one point in time, I relocated us to think that we were going to get the help that we needed from um, specialists that were really identified in the health issues that we had or specified in that. And we did it. We didn't like it. I was like, we're going to have to go back to Vegas and figure out these doctors because we moved down to Atlanta and my kids were like, why did you move us to the country? So, and also the medical care wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Um, It did help a little bit more for him, but not so much for me. So we had gone through so much and I had started journaling about their um, things that we would go through. And um, I really relied on Facebook. I didn't realize it till years later. And I'm sure you hear this. We use Facebook completely wrong. We were, I was just writing in it like a journal, like today my kid said this and he thinks he's Jay-Z. Like what the heck's going on? So I would start to see my memories pop up and I was just kind of adding that together in my journaling and going over kind of what prompted me to write that. And so about 2018, 2019, I realized like I have a lot of journal entries. Like I've wrote a lot about my kids and I think I'm gonna put it together for a book. Um, 
And so I started writing in 2019, really starting, started to kind of structure it and add more stories to it. And to be honest, even all that writing for three years gave me 61 pages. Like, I don't know how people write four or 500 page novels. They, those are amazing people. <laughs> but it yeah, and back to back too. They're dropping yeah. these books back to back. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is it. This my book is this thing. But I've been working on this for three years. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how people do it. but That's awesome though. But yeah, that's how it came to be. And I just really wanted to get it out there so that people know that single moms know they're not alone and that it's okay to go through the stuff that you go through. It's it's completely fine. And it's your life and you do what you want to and do not let anybody tell you any different. I love that too. And I honestly love that it is 61 pages because a lot of moms, especially single moms, don't have time to sit down and read right you know, or they think they don't have time right like the yeah. uh illusion of of time and they're just spending it stressing out and you know i gotta get the kids to do this gotta get the kids to do that take yeah. soccer practice or you know whatever the case may be so that's actually a really good thing that it's only 61 pages yeah in my it opinion. is only a few pages it has journaling entries in it too so at the end of each chapter i left it like open for whoever's reading it to think and reflect on how they handled those issues with their children and jot it down and they can leave it for their kids so their kids can read it and see what they what they went through as a parent raising them so but yeah it's only 61 pages That's to me awesome. it felt like whoo I wrote a lot but it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really no, was for it. sure so out of those 61 pages is there like a particular moment that you can highlight or an event from your book that you believe like encapsulates the essence of single motherhood right mm. so each chapter of my book has a very interesting name um and I went out of my way to make sure that it stood out as a single mom as the things that really and black moms say like one of my chapters is don't touch shit don't ask for shit you ain't getting shit (laughs) 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 I love that (laughs) so I really try to hone in on things that are realistic um another chapter is childproof it all so because once they start moving they're going to tear your shit up right so i um what i will say is one thing that really one part that really showed what we went through is um the chapter snot nose ass kids <laughs> so, meaning my kids are always it. sick i love it <laughs> always <laughs> and During a time while my kids were sick, it was just me out here. My kids struggled with asthma and pneumonia, um, issues with tonsils and adenoids. And there was a point in time that I had to be at the hospital by myself. My, My older two were like twins, I swear. Whatever one did, the other did. And there was times they were both hospitalized and I would be by myself. And I would be in there for days and I couldn't figure out how to... How am I going to eat? Like the nurses were bringing me food. I'm not changing clothes for days. I'm taking whole baths in the bathroom. Like not whole baths. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> get it together because I'm just here by myself with these children. Not only that, my kids are military. So we would be on base and people couldn't get to us. So I just would do what I had to do while we were admitted. There wasn't no, hey, I'll be right back. Or can you bring me this? There there really wasn't any of that. And in that chapter of the book, it really showed like 
what we had to go through. And um, I even lost a job because I, I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave my kids. And so, I mean, and a lot of people are griping, complaining now, but thank God, shout out to the law changes for Mop because those law changes helped people like me. Back then there were no laws in place to assist people with sick children. So um, not in that manner for small companies, small businesses. But um, yeah, that that section really reflects real raw motherhood. Stuff that you go through by yourself and, and it's sure. unavoidable. And that's crazy because that's a lot of what you just said, you know, a similar situation except flipped was my mom, right? Because my mm -hmm. mom is actually diabetic. And so when she, she was also really big at one point, like weight wise, and she mm -hmm. lost all of that weight, but her diabetes never got better because it's hereditary. Mm -hmm. So yes. she would be in and out of the hospital. And again, single mom, like she's in the hospital. She's yeah. sick. She doesn't feel good. And, you know, luckily... We had my uncle and one family friend in North Carolina at the time that would literally take shifts, right? Because at the mm. time, I think I was freshman in high school, so I wasn't driving yet or anything like that. And I would literally have to drive to the Walmart up the street to go get groceries for me and my little brother right? because um, she was in the hospital. Yeah. So I totally get that, but the the flip side of it, you know what yeah. I mean? That, that was tough. That was a hard That's time for, for all of us. I also, similar to your mom, I struggled with, I used to struggle with diabetes. It is hereditary. My daddy had it. My grandma had it. it my, it's it's very, it's hereditary. I, and in my book, I mentioned I've had several strokes. I have lupus and my kids literally had to figure out at a young age when I'm not feeling well, what do we do? What are we going to do? And so it got to a point to where I would put milk tons of cups of milk like sippy cups and close it pre-packaged cereal bowls their snacks put them either in places they could reach it in the room luckily my kids they're greedy now but they were not greedy then <laughs> so they <laughs> yeah. eat it all one day but they would know that I didn't feel good um or you know times that I was hospitalized and friends would have to come and assist or I would have to like fly my mother out to come help me um re get rehabilitated because there's I've been in a, in a walker several times. So I get it and and I completely understand having to see your mother go through that because that's how I felt my kids seen it. Like as they got older, they understood more and luckily you were in high school and she raised you mm -hmm. to be self-sufficient and you're gonna figure yeah. that out so that you were able to feed you guys. That That's amazing. I kind of had no choice. Like had she right. not... She did show me, but had she not, like, at that point, it was, like, you either figure it out or you're dead because, like, yeah. there's – and my little brother, too, right? Like, I was 14, and I got this little kid depending on me. I got to right. get him to school. I got to make sure he's eating, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely get it, man. Like, single moms, you guys are warriors. Like, yeah. true warriors. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't know one that's – I don't really know one that has not been through – any type of turmoil or times that they had to figure out just something as simple as going to work. Some people really don't understand what a two-parent household, what that changes. Something just that simple. Now, they're also married women that have husbands or married. Right. <laughs> and they're not necessarily <laughs> doing all the things. But even just having that it's one true. person present, definitely. Yeah, even a, sec a secondary car, like just the, you're right, the the relief that that gives you, you know, yeah. you get at least some break, even if it's for 30 minutes. Yeah, 
Exactly. And my mom would say that all the time. So thank you for sharing that. That like yeah, I know just that alone is gonna help a lot of people that listen to the show, especially a lot of yeah. single mothers, because I'm sure you can relate. Like my mom has expressed to me, there's times where you feel hopeless, where you're yeah. like, Man, where's God? Right? Like, mm-hmm. where's the help? Like, and you start questioning your faith and just start questioning yourself and your capabilities as a woman and as a mom. And it's tough. And then whenever you do try to do something for you, you feel selfish. Yeah. Right. Something that's yes. going to go get your hair done. Yeah, absolutely. I will tell you, I just got out of that. With my kids being grown, I still have to remind myself, like, ah, you can do this. You can do this. They both got jobs. Why are you worried? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is. It's, it's hard to get out of that. Get out of that. Um, they come everything they do, everything you do, put them first, no matter what you're doing make sure they they're straight and now now i'm able to look at them like y'all got a job i i raised you to- <laughs> it's time for y'all to support me now and hello you're gonna start paying your own phone bills around here like exactly so, i love that yeah that that is very true it, it it was hard and i i always i used to say stuff like because i'm a sneakerhead and i used to be like well as long as my kids got the sneakers that i want and, you know, it, then I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just going to keep cleaning mine off. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. keep cleaning mine off. I only wear them on the weekends anyway because I work. <laughs> but, you know, I would have to, like, recalibrate my brain to pre-kids, you know, which, mm-hmm. honestly, I was a teenager before I had kids. I had my first yep. daughter at 21. So I was a teenager, and all I cared about was Jordans and, you know, hair, I think. Of like, course, stuff yeah. To- I know, I know actually a family friend, he's in his, damn, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm not adding any age to him. I think he's like in his (laughs) forties. He's going to listen to this show too and be like, what? (laughs) I think he's in his forties, but he's a major sneakerhead. So I don't think that ever goes away. I just think that's just a passion, like, you know, a fashion kind of thing. So, but that's cool. So now they should be buying you all the new Jordans that come out. We ain't there yet, but listen, they getting these degrees and they were sure gonna sure gonna feed my fetish. But yeah, I um no, but now that they are they're a little more particular in what they the types of shoes they want. They're my son is a sneakerhead, my daughter, eh, she's not so much, but I have a little bit more income in my pockets, being that, you know, they're grown and whatnot. So um they listen the jordans are stacking up the boxes are stacking back yeah up. <laughs> i love that not only can you do it you deserve to do it at this Thank point you. right I really I, that's what that. i tell myself when i'm like oh, <laughs> jordans are not like 79 <laughs> they're 250 now and yes so i have to remind myself like it's okay you budgeted for this you got it exactly and you deserve it you deserve it right. <laughs> um and my next question for you is uh going back to the book what message or messages do you hope um, readers will take away from your book? Even if it's, mm. let's say, a man, right? He's a single dad. Like, do you feel maybe he can take away something from the book? Yes. Um, and that's that's such a good um, question. This is why. When I was making this book, I really at first was honing in on just single moms because that's what I know. But then I, I have tons of single dad friends and you know they bounce things off of me too like we will talk about you know just kids stuff or people who are you know going through a divorce and having to all of a sudden parent on their own 
and they're talking about things that they're realizing that they have to do with their kids. So yes, I tried to definitely make it as like a parent, not just a mom, because a parenting is hard, period. Single mom, single dads, it's hard, period. So I really wanted that to be open to them as well so that they didn't read it and just be like, oh, that's for women. You know, that's what, no, kids are kids, men, women, cat, dog, they don't treat you all the same. So yeah, <laughs> kids are you're kids. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want it to really specify, but knowing coming from exactly where I'm coming from and how I wanted to project the book, that is why it is, you know, written in that source, but it is open to parenting period. Even if there is two people in the household, it should be relatable as to the crazy shit kids put us through and how we overcome <laughs> it. Um, yeah. But the take backs are, I really want people to be able to find it just relatable. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I remember when my kid did something similar and they're able to reflect on how they got through it and really empower them to know that, yeah, people think, oh, it's life, but you went through it and you got through it and you know, you're successful as a parent, your kids, how are your kids doing because you parented like this? So I really wanted to be just take backs and reflect on empowerment, empowering them as parents in general. I love that. Yeah. And I definitely think, um, I mean, I haven't read the book yet because it just launched, but I'm definitely going to buy me a, a copy, probably two copies, because even though my sister is not a single mom, I think that her and her fiance can benefit a lot from this book because they're new time parents right they have a five-year-old oh. and a two-year-old and they're still yeah. trying to figure it out together mm, like they're still very young <laughs> yeah they're very young they're in their um early or late 20s right so they're still trying they're still trying to figure it out but also for my mom I think she'll get a lot of laughs out of it yeah just based off of what you shared on the show so I'm sure she would love that too so I'm gonna get me a couple copies for them for sure well thank you it is right now where it's at is, so it's published. Mm -hmm. I actually got my pre-orders out and nice. I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be transparent, I'm keeping a book. Yeah. I didn't like the format. So all my pre-order people, y'all got a special limited edition. The next one that's going <laughs> to it's going to look, it's going to have all the same, all the same guts. Everything inside is going to be the same. But yeah. the formatting, my publishers, um, it was supposed to be a little smaller and a matte cover. Literally small changes. Oh, yeah. Small, small, small changes. But this it's is... details. Exactly. So, yeah. and I really like the cover. They did a good job on... They did a really good job on the cover. Um, but it just... I wanted it to be a little smaller so that they, people are able to, like, pop it in their book purse, right? Or, or take it out and read it discreetly and said right now it's a little large and it looks definitely looks like my like big ass head is on the front of that book so yeah um, <laughs> that's not the look I was going for but um it's yeah, okay it so happens it, it does and I just was like it's okay because it's out there it's done it's published mm -hmm. and um it's going to be released on Amazon soon at I would say in the next week or so I so, love that yeah, Amazon is has changed the world. So, have do you have like somewhere where like if people who because I know some people don't really like using Amazon for small businesses because they take a large percentage out of your pocket just because you have your book on there. So, do you have like a website or somewhere where people can go and just buy your book directly from you? Yes. So, 
I do. And that is where the pre-sale orders were. But my publisher, I went through a publisher. So it's a little different okay. than small business. So I, because I have a publisher, I'm going to be on every major book platform. I'm going to be in Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Reader that. House, Apple Apple Books, I guess it is, Apple Books. I'm also launching a ebook. Um, and so Amazon, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those are totally fine because also with my, I, the publisher I chose that my investment comes back towards me first before the nice. royalties are paid out. And yeah. then, um, before they get their portion and then I get my royalties and then, but my website, yes, I created a, a website, um, welcome to the hood dash motherhood.com and out on there an order can be placed. They are, I'm going to be honest, it's a little more expensive on my website because they come to me, I ship them, I prepare yeah. them, and I send them out. When it comes from Amazon, it's coming straight from my printer. <laughs> it's right. not coming from Amazon, it's coming from my printer. So it puts in the order with my printer and then... Um, it'll be cheaper. It'll be, it'll be cheaper, yeah. And if you got that Prime, you're going to get it sooner, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Which people who really want to support local and support small businesses, I don't think price is an issue because we understand it's going to be a lot more right. expensive or maybe a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Um. And for me, it's worth it. It's 100% worth it. Because yeah. you guys listening, you guys are going to be supporting a single mom. You're going to be supporting an incredible person. Um. And now you know a little bit about her story. So if you're not curious even a little bit to read more about like her journey, you're crazy. <laughs> because <laughs> Even just, I was already going to get the book, but like even just this conversation alone, I'm like, I'm definitely getting this book. I got to read this book. And I'm not even a mom. Like eventually I do want to have kids. So I think yeah. it's a good prerequisite right yeah absolutely <laughs> what it's to show you what you're what you're in for <laughs> yeah for sure so even listen for you ladies who are not moms yet and who obviously don't plan on being single moms like i just said this is probably a great prerequisite to understanding what to expect like when you actually get there whether yes. you have a partner or not helping you do it it's still very hard because again i saw right. my mom yeah. do it and i see my sister doing it with help and it's still hard. It is. Very it hard. Is. Um, but my final question for you, Cecilia, is in your opinion, what are some empowering and positive aspects of single motherhood? Because we've kind of talked about the struggle a little bit. We've talked about the negatives. But do you feel that there's anything that you've taken away from your experience that has empowered you in a, in a, in a positive way? Oh, yeah, several different things. Um, I will say empowering is seeing that you have raised humans that that are doing good out in the world, that are good people. Um, and honestly, it don't always go like that. It does not always yeah. go like that with no fault to the parent at all. Because one thing I say is kids are their own people. They're going to do what they mm -hmm. want to do. They're going to be who they want to be. Even if you come back and say, I didn't raise you like that. These are their own damn people. They don't. Do They're they grown do. now. Yeah, they, they are their own grown. Choices. That what you do is beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I do think that, like, as a parent, I found that the positives were making sure that you were able to do the things that you needed to do, however you did it. That was empowering. Seeing where my seeing where my kids are. 
in life was empower it is empowering it is inspiring it yeah. definitely helps me with like if I ever go and reflect on things that we went through I'm like but guess what they find they are mm -hmm. fine they are doing well they are self-sufficient um and just really seeing like that whole person you created is now their own person I feel like that's inspiring um also looking back at one of the major things that I decided to do um, for myself and, and because like finishing school was so important because I got pregnant when I was in college. Like, it was yeah. so important. I had to inspire myself to go on a different path mm -hmm. because guess what? I'm going to pay for my student loans, her student loans, his student loans. We all going to be still going to college. And I'm <laughs> <playing my horses. laughs> I had to inspire myself to change my path. Yeah. To change my path and make the decisions to what what is it that I essentially want to do versus what does society say I need to do in order to raise my kid and be a, a standard a stand up citizen in today's yeah. society. So I feel like I, it was in, I inspired myself to go and change change my path and and do things that I know that are going to be beneficial to me. And I really found out who the hell I was at that point. I'm not just a mother. It's a um, test, yeah. It 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 is, it is, and so I think that change, just changing, having to make changes and to make things go in the direction that you are comfortable yourself, no matter what anybody says, and then you stand on it, ten toes down, and that's mm -hmm. what you decided to do. That's inspiration, and you keep going. That Absolutely. that's the take backs that I really got from all of this. And that's that's amazing, and like. I know my mom says the same thing again. I know I bring her up just because, you know, I'm not a single mom. She was and she still is. And so when we have conversations now that I'm an adult, she's shared a lot more stories with me, right, about yeah. her struggle and growing yeah. up because I only had my perspective, which I was mm -hmm. a kid. So that could be I don't remember everything and all the details, but she was an adult. Right. so She does. And so when she shares yeah. those struggles with me, I'm just like, wow, like you overcame a lot, like a lot mm -hmm. of what single mothers go through is like entrepreneurial shit. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, cause being sure. an entrepreneur is hard, man. Yeah. It is hard. It and is. it's getting kicked down and getting back up multiple times and just not giving up and, you know, pivoting and, and finding different ways to do things that are yes. going to propel you forward. So, right. you know, the fact that you, we're a single mom, you know, you're still a single mom and you had that journey and now you're on the entrepreneurial side where, you know, you saw it took you three years to finish the book, yeah. but imagine had you given up and just stopped writing the book. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have had this opportunity to impact as many lives, you Absolutely. know, because especially I love the book format because that's forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even when we're old and dusty and we're gone, like that book that you wrote, that's still going to be reprinted and reprinted and reprinted. Yeah. And everybody true. could read that for generations. That is true. And I have never thought of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but it, it, it does sound amazing that that may be on, you know, one day it may be something that say Wick inspires my yeah. single moms that are coming. I'm like, I can try this. Yeah. Or even Planned Parenthood, right? Where single yeah. moms or, you know, teenage girls, young parents can go in and it's like, hey, read this book. You Absolutely. know, like I, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's bigger than just 
I'm sure what you're thinking of it as. Like, I really think this book and the fact that you were so authentic with it and it's very unique is going to help so many people. Thank and you. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping so. It, 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 I will say it is already blossomed to something bigger than I was even, even yeah. expecting. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. And I'm Absolutely. hoping this show helps with that as well. Like, you guys need to go support Cecilia Ski and her book. What was the name of the book again? Welcome to the Hood Motherhood. Welcome to the Hood Motherhood. And I only say that because I have a, I had an idea before I started this podcast to have a ain't no hood like motherhood <laughs> show. True. And so I didn't want to say that name and not yes. your book's name because it's very similar. It is similar. <laughs> it is similar. I've noticed that now, um, now that I'm, you know, diving more into that aspect of motherhood, that there is so many different types of um, motherhood ventures out there mm -hmm. and it's so amazing to see and so anything that I come across I'm like follow share <laughs> yes because it is dope it is dope to really see so many different absolutely aspects of it. yeah so you guys listening definitely should support Cecilia Ski and her book um, you can get it on her website which is welcome to the hood dash motherhood.com or like she said give it about a week or so, or by the time this episode drops, it should be available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um, audiobook as well, wherever you guys get uh, your books. Uh, yep. Uh, Apple Books and Reader House. And Reader House. Perfect. So you guys know where to support Cecilia. But Cecilia, I wanted to thank you again so much just for being on the show, for sharing your experiences with myself and the audience. Um, it was truly an honor and like to have a published author on my show, you know, like my little podcast, like it means <laughs> a lot to me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our conversation and you are going to do so well in this realm. Your questions are amazing and I appreciate you having me. I appreciate that too. So guys, you already know what the deal is. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you follow Cecilia. Um, Cecilia, where can they follow you on social media? Um, each of my handles are Cecilia underscore darling, D-A-R-L-I-N. Okay. So yeah, follow her on social media. Make sure to follow me too on Instagram at underscore crystal Jaylene underscore. Um, I'm probably going to change my handle cause that's a little too difficult. I see for some people, <laughs> I may or may not do that, but thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys go check her out and I appreciate you guys. <laughs>